Um, hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Tony S., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater and uh, and a 100-pounder. I've uh, released, uh, I guess, about 150 pounds. Um, and so grateful grateful to, to do service um, and uh, just grateful that, uh, you know, that I found a way. Um, when I was suffering, I guess I'd su- I suffered so many years of my life from childhood into adulthood and suffered for over 30 years. And um, my suffering took me to... Um, have weight loss surgery, and um, you know, I thought that that was the solution. But thought that would fix me, and um, but after I had the weight loss surgery, and I kept it off for several years, and I thought that was the, you know, I thought that that was you know fi- would fix me and and solve my problems that I thought were came because of the weight. Um, started to regain the weight back, and so I realized, well, no, that wasn't the solution. Then <laughs> that wasn't going to fix me. The surgery wasn't going to fix me. That was a human aid. And um, only, you know, only coming to OA uh, did I, did I uh, you know, get the recovery that I, was promised to me. And so um, I, I just wanted to kind of start uh, and say that. Um, the issues, my issues with weight started from the time I was a child. I was, you know, as I say, that typical uh, fat kid. And um, I just, uh, you know, when I was about six, my mom, you know, took me to the doctors, and that's when the doctor first said, you know, Tony's really gaining some weight, you know. And so that was the first time that, you know, was like some restrictions. And, uh, you know, watching when I eat, I felt like, you know, my mom was, uh, you know, supervising me. And so I began to try to sneak food, and um, and I did that for many, many years. Uh, and so I was still sneaking food, and my mom would say, I don't, I don't understand how she's still gaining weight because, you know, I'm watching, I'm feeding her healthy. And, and so I would, you know, I had older siblings, I would eat with them, or I would, you know, uh, when I was a little older, I was a latchkey kid, and I would uh, come home from school and, and um you know, make some food, and I became very good at cleaning everything up you know, so that my mom didn't know. It was one day my brother, my older brother, came home. He was in high school. He came home and caught me with a spread, and he he said, if you feed me, I won't tell mom. And so, and so that was a blackmail, which continued for years. I would feed him, feed him, and then I'd clean it all up, and mom would come home and cook dinner, and I'd eat again. So... Uh, so, you know, of course I knew something was wrong with that, but I just didn't know what to do about it. I just um, was uh, was more, I was more focused on that she didn't find out more than that I was doing it. Um, and uh, when I was, uh, then I, I had a group of friends that were uh, overweight and, and uh, my, of course my mom didn't like that because uh, she said to me, you know, you gone off to high school, and if you're if overweight in high school, you won't have any friends, you won't have a boyfriend, no one's going to like you. And I had already been teased unmercifully in uh, elementary school, uh, and so I, I wanted something to be different. I wanted to move away from the group of friends that had treated me so horribly. I mean, I had some friends. I want to say I had none, but um, I wasn't part of the cool group, as they say. 
uh, didn't get invited to any, you know, like preteen parties or anything like that. Uh, so I, uh, one of my friends went to uh, a, a, what they call, I guess, a weight loss doctor then, and I was only 13 years old, and he prescribed diet pills. And I went to him and, you know, he weighed me every week and gave me my, my little my little packet in a little manila envelope. It was almost like it was a secret. It wasn't marked or anything, but, you know, he put it in my mom's hands and, and I took diet pills every day and I followed a really rigid diet and, and I lost a lot, a lot of weight. I did. And I went to um, high school wearing a normal size and, and I pretty much kept it off. And I did have friends. I made lots of new friends and went to parties. She had a boyfriend and everything was what I thought was great. Everything I wanted to have happened. And then I went off to college and, and kept it off pretty much. I had to struggle a little here and there, exercising a lot, but I kept it off pretty much. And uh, then after college, I um, came home and had a failed failed uh, romance with someone I thought we would get married. But uh, <clears throat> he was, you know, I found out what a big liar he was. But in any event, um, and I just came home to mom's good cooking and you know, just kind of wallowing over that failed romance. And the next thing I know, the pounds just started rolling on, rolling on. And, uh, but it seemed to never phase me. And then I had family members say things to me about it. And, um, you know, but I know looking back on it, nothing had depth and weight because to impress me or to stop me from, you know, gaining the weight and whatever they said didn't matter. Um, and, um, and just before I realized that I had I had gained oh you know seventy eighty pounds and uh, and um, so but eventually I met a man who became my husband and uh, you know he he liked to eat too so we ate together and uh, you know he loved me just the way I was and um, and he still does today even at a smaller size uh, but I um uh. You know, he loved me the way I was, but I just continued to gain. It seemed like I would stay the same size for a little bit, maybe a little bit of time, and then I would gain. And um, I got pregnant, and then I had gestational diabetes, and I was so good during my pregnancy because the doctor had warned me, you know, if the baby is, if you gain too much weight, the baby may come early. And so, of course, I wanted the child desperately. And after previously having had had a miscarriage, and so I was perfect, as perfect as could be. Controlled my blood sugars, controlled the weight, and so when I, when I was motivated because of my child, I I just I ate perfectly, not compulsively, and ate perfectly. But of course, after the baby came, I went right back to eating the same way, and the pounds started pouring back on. And uh, the diabetes no longer became gestational diabetes. I became a type 2 diabetic and vascular disease and, uh, you know, other other health issues started coming. I had started to have some difficulty walking. And, and I'm thinking to myself, this I was already in my late 30s, so this is early 40s by then. And I'm like, I'm already, a you know, a, a quote, a senior mom, and I'm not going to be around to raise this child if I don't do something. And um, so I, um, I, you know, tried, you know, 
Weight Watchers and gym memberships and all kinds of things and nothing. I get maybe a little weight off here or there, but nothing, nothing sticks. And, um, and so I, um, decided to have weight loss surgery. And as I said, as I started out, I had the surgery and, you know, kept the weight off for several years. And I thought, oh, this is great. I, this was just everything I wanted. And then I started to, I don't know what happened, but I just started to, you know, use food as, I didn't know it was using food as a solution, but I started to use food as a solution. And I started, I I remember having some issues at work and things and, and being very upset about that. And, and, um, and I just started to eat and just, uh, I was just feeling almost suicidal. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how, how could I, after all the hard work and the surgery and the, and the exercise and all the work, because I put in a lot of work to, you know, get the weight off and to keep it off and, uh, you know, for several years and to just start to gain it back. I just couldn't believe it. And I, so I knew some people who were, involved in no way. And I and I talked to them and I liked what they had to say about it. And I they said, just get on the meeting. Just get on the meeting. I looked up the number and got on the meeting and I started listening to more people and I said, I want what they have. I want what they have. I want the recovery that they have because this I felt like a hamster on a wheel, just going back and forth. This craziness, this madness. And um and so I um, I got on the meeting, as I said, and I, people started to, they left their numbers uh, for available sponsors, and I reached out to a couple people, and the first person that called me back the next day, she became my sponsor, and she is still my sponsor after two and a half years. And um, I, uh, you know, started to work the steps with her, and I do big book study. And I started to work the steps with her and, you know, and started to, you know, make an amends, my inventory of of my character defects and my uh, resentments and my, you know, my fears. And and I I started to, you know, to look at my, look at my life in a different way and look at all the times where I blamed other people for other things. I blamed, I played the role of the victim. So often, and like it was someone else, like, oh, I, I was too sweet and too nice to gossip and do other things that I had done. And, you know, when things didn't work out my way or I had a lot of problems on my job, I had a very stressful job. And, and when things would go wrong on my job, I would blame other people. And then I had the nerve to tell people, oh, look what happened, look what they, no, look what happened, or this person spoke harshly to me or whatever, and because I was wrong, but I didn't want to admit it, and so I would tell other people, and then they would say, oh, my goodness, look how they spoke to Tony, oh, my goodness, and then I, and so I was gossiping and, and, you know, just really uh, doing a, a lot of character assassination on other people because I did not want to look at my part in the situation. I wanted to be right. I, as they say, I wanted to control the show. And when I couldn't control the show, then I wanted to make other people look bad. But I could not see that. I could not see that. But when I started working my steps and I started praying and meditating and really, you know, reaching out to my higher power, 
and asking for the right direction and being willing to listen and put the work in, then I start to see things so much clearer and I start to see my part. And I also, I, I consider myself, you know, very faithful um, and in my, in my, my faith and, and, and very dedicated. And so when I started to, you know, work the steps and I started to hear about God is a higher power that, you know, that's an option. You know, of course, you know, higher power can be is a loving, loving relationship, however we define it. But for me, that was God and is God. And uh, so I thought, oh, well, this is going to be easy because I trust in God, my higher power. And But what I didn't realize is that what I was doing for so many years of my life was that I would let fear creep in and I would, I would decide that, no, I, I, I have to worry. I have to worry. So what I would say out of my mouth, oh, God, you know, you've got this. I'm, I'm going to turn my will over. I wasn't doing that. I was never doing that. I was spending my time worrying and and uh, never really trusting that my higher power had my back. But when I came into program, I began to do that. I learned how to begin to do that. And I'm not saying it's perfect because it's not perfect. Some days I let fear creep in, and and some days, you know, are not what I would want them to be. But now I have tools. So when I realize that fear is creeping in, resentment is creeping in, I do a 10 step, and I reach out to my sponsor, and I start praying for direction. And then my sponsor responds by either by text or we speak and um, and giving me some direction and uh, and helping me help me to to remember the things that I need to look at, and also making meetings and sharing at meetings, and I sponsor two people, and my service, my my twelve step service, and um, when I do those things, that that supports my recovery, and um, and you know allows me to to have the recovery that I so so desperately want to. Um, and so I'm just I'm just so grateful that uh that I I don't have to to suffer all the time. Again, I said you know nothing's perfect and some days aren't great, but every day in program, even a bad day is better than the days I had before. Um, and uh, I um I have the opportunity of fellowship, so I always have my sponsor, but I have wonderful people in program. I actually have developed friendships, you know, with people, and we support each other and uh, reach out to each other. So I have my sponsor. I have other people in program fellowship, and um, and it's my our role to reach out to other people and carry the message. That's you know, that's that's part of our twelve step. And so when I carry the message, I have the opportunity to help other people, and as I said, it supports my recovery. It helps me remember why I'm here. Um, and um, it helps me also to get out of my own head. Sometimes I may be thinking about myself because of something is going on, but when I just, when I decide to do some service, I get out of thinking about myself and making things about me and try to help other people. And when I do that, it just seems like um, the, the solution comes. You know, the, I, I, the message of the direction just comes. And also um, the honesty. One of the things that um, I didn't do before, as I said earlier, I wasn't honest. I would 
blame other people for things when they didn't go right. And so since I've been in program, thank you. Um, And so since I've been in program, I've learned to be honest. And so honest about my fear, honest fears, honest about my behavior. And so when I'm willing to be honest, particularly about my fears, um, there were times where I would just kind of brush it off, like something would happen. And I would just kind of brush it off and say, oh, that's just how it is. But when I'm now willing to reach out, particularly to my sponsor, and do a 10-step and say, I'm fearful about something, um, it seems like because I'm willing to be honest and not just take it on myself solely, it works out. The direction works out. The situation works out. And sometimes it doesn't always work out the way I want it to, but it works out. It works out, and um, and it seems like the direction comes as to what I what I need to do, whether it's something an action I need to take on my part, or just to turn my will over and just let God do what I got God that's in my higher power what I could not do myself. Um, so um, again, this is um Tony, um, grateful recovered compulsive leader, and I am so grateful uh, to have the opportunity to share my my with all of you and I um and I just am grateful that we're all here together to support each other uh so that we can um have the recovery that's promised to us. Um I live in Eastern Standard Time in Pennsylvania and my number is two one five two three nine eight six six zero. Uh, you could call or text anytime, and um, love to hear from you. Um, just, I guess, just text to say you're from always, so I know. Um, but love to hear. And anything I can do to support you, I, I certainly would do my best. And and uh, with that, I pass. Thank you.